Welcome back, gentlemen, to Death Watch's Call of Cthulhu campaign, Descent into Darkness Season 2, Episode 20. Last time we left off with our group split into two, one heading towards the Keys Wharf, where some sort of gunfight has occurred, according to Finn McCracken, and the other one to return the Walter Corbett journals to Corbett's old house in exchange for the lawyer, James Clark. So let's begin with Mr. Monroe and James Whitmire. So you, will say, have cruised down the street past the Corbett house, Mr. Whitmire, to get a look at what's all going on in the neighborhood. And by now it's pretty late, although you still have a fair bit of sunlight. We'll put it at 8.30 all in right. the evening. Well, Mr. Whitmire, this seems to be your area of expertise rather than mine, so I will happily follow your lead whenever you're ready to make the move to place the, the journals. I am more than anxious to have them leave my possession after that last little display that I apparently put on. Was there anywhere specific <laughs> that I'm supposed to put these? Uh, as far as I know, I, I don't believe so, but... Um, well... Quick question for the dungeon master was or the keeper was the location where they were found in the the um, write up about the not specifically it just says it was found in the Corbett house. Okay, um, so yeah, I'll respond to Jimmy saying, as far as I know, it, it doesn't make too much of a difference, but we should put it in a a location where it's not likely to be found easily and that we can re retrieve it at a later date if we need to. Okay. Well, there's no time like the present. So yeah, your cruise by the street signals to you that it's all clear. You know, there's not much in the way of foot traffic. Uh, while you don't have the cover of darkness, maybe with the right timing, you could... Looking at the place, you can see there's the front door, and then on the uh, east side of the house, there is a side entry. So... What is the side entry actually, or what's facing the side entry? It's in between the Corbett house and an apartment building. Okay. Let's uh, take a look at the windows, like see if there's any windows uh, on that apartment that are uh, open, or are they all covered? Anybody hanging out of a window? Yeah, there are banks of windows that's about five stories high, and when you look up on the fourth floor, we'll say there's about six windows running along that that side of the building on each floor you see a figure in every window with a obscured face just this by the glass and the reflection on it but you do make out fedora like hats with broad brims looking down at the corbett house hmm. go ahead and give me a sanity roll on that just a small one 
Yeah, it does give you the willies, but because to you from this distance, they could all be Mr. Blackman as far as you can tell. You just can't see their face through the glass and at the height they are on. But yeah, so that was a figure looking like Mr. Blackman, but in every one of the six windows on that floor. Is there like a window on the uh, other side that I could, might be able to use? On the Corbett house? Yeah. There was one on, into the living room. All right. Was not, is it boarded up or anything, or is it... No, that's been renovated, colored a bright pink. <laughs> well, we'll say a pastel pink color. And uh, and some and this looks like new glass has been installed. But it is just a picture window, so there's really no way you'd have to break through it to, to get in that way. All right. Well, I'll try the front door, so I'll uh, try to time it for uh, when there's not a lot of you know, any traffic coming by, no one driving by. Okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead and give me your locksmith roll. Yeah, these new locks they're putting in places, they're just not <laughs> as tough as an old lock. So you jimmy it open real quick. Uh, Mr. Monroe, while you wait in the car, can you give me a spot hidden roll? I can try. Probably not, though. Let's see. Yep. <laughs> I Push cannot. It. <laughs> Push it. Push it. Is there... A precedence in this manner for pushing? That's what I'm always trying to... Once somebody thinks about pushing, I, I have to think for a minute, do some processing. Yeah, I, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head that would... Well, you know, it might be you get out... And if you fail, that you aren't aware of your surroundings as something... Yeah, that's not that's not a bad idea. All right. Yeah. So the, the push is that you... Something catches your attention, but you don't have a good view... So you need to open the door and then, you know, perhaps that puts you in a disadvantage situation. Okay. Yeah, I'll go ahead and push. Nice. Yep. Never push. All right. Always, <laughs> always push. Always push. No. Chris should always push. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you know, you hear the motors of engines here and there on different streets, and but you do suddenly become aware that one is approaching rather rapidly. And give me a dex roll as this the engine becomes very high. Is that dex not a good one for you? <laughs> oh, definitely not. No, absolute failure there. Not quite a, not quite a uh, fumble, but yeah. Okay, so um, a car has clipped the door that you opened, and it's slammed in on you as you're kind of uh, stood there looking down the way. Is it his bum leg? <laughs> and uh, we'll say that's worth a D6 of damage. Because it comes at a pretty high velocity. And you can go ahead and roll that. No! Oh. <laughs> yeah, that took me to half-life right there. It's going to be another broken leg. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't push things, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to always push? And that's, uh, what's your max hit points? 12. <laughs> 12? So yeah, that's half my life. I'm making a Monroe, Monroe ruling. <laughs> All right, so tick the major wound box on your character sheet. It should be near where your hit points are. Uh, They've kind of reorganized it in a while. Okay, yeah. And give me a constitution roll. Hmm. Hmm. Yep. There you go. I finally passed something. So you remain conscious. <laughs> Let's see. Well, I think I've ruined Jimmy's car. Okay, so... um. You had almost gotten out of the way, but the part of your body that took the biggest pinch between the door and the car was just across your chest there. And you hear 
or it feels, you're not sure what it feels like to have a broken rib, but you're pretty certain like once you stumble away from it and you're like, oh, you know, clutching your chest, that's what's going on. Suddenly it's very difficult to breathe and uh, you think that you're in need of medical attention. But, um, and I should mention that this is, this was procced after Whitmire, you'd seen Whitmire open the door and go yeah. in the house. It catches your attention that this car that hit you was traveling in reverse. Mm. And then it catches your attention that you saw a car very much like this just pass you a few minutes ago. Okay. And it sort of pulls up around or (laughs) comes back down to a shop and it stops and the people get out. But there's something odd about the way they get out. Like they're not straining enough to lift their bodies, right? It's almost like they're weightless when they get out of the car and then they walk backwards up to the shop that they're going into. Mm -mm. Take another sanity roll. See, I told you, Justin, always push. You wouldn't have noticed this otherwise. <laughs> okay, you don't lose any sanity, but it's very disturbing. Basically, the, it, you're just watching things go in reverse. Yeah, you know? And you've seen that happen once on film, but uh, to see it in real life is something totally different. All right, Whitmire, so you're inside, and uh, you actually hear that crash of or that screech of metal where your car door was swiped just when you uh, closed the door behind you. So did he take the journals with him or? Yeah. Okay. I assume so. You might be getting this reverse I'll go reverse take a stream. look out, the, uh, yeah. out that look. picture window. Uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah. So you see uh, uh, Mr. Monroe there near the car. Well, what are you doing, Mr. Monroe, now that you think you maybe have broken a, one or more ribs? Um, well, I'm probably still staring down the street at, at <laughs> what I see is time moving backwards. <laughs> yeah. Where in the street are you standing? Probably still like <laughs> half crushed by the door. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that's what you see. His gaze is fixed somewhere down the street. Um, it's not obvious that he's like, there's not an obvious injury. I suppose it is obvious that he's in pain because he has one arm clutching his chest and he's probably has a grimace of pain on his face. All right. Well, I'll, I'll try and hurry with my task then. So... I'll make my way a bit deeper into the house and we're looking for like uh if they have one like a any type of uh air inlet cuz I'm not sure how they would have aired the house if it's just okay. windows or if they have any type of venting in there just yet. Okay, so you're in a hall when you enter that house and uh you looked through the 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 glass on the door and this hall leads down and there's three doors on the left and then there's a a open entry that looks like it goes into a living room and there they have a table with a with little cards on them that's written in or that has writing on it and you know that when they're selling a home it's usually just information about the house but when you look at the writing you see that it's written in latin for some reason whatever is on there hmm. well I'll, I'll grab one and put it in my pocket as maybe uh monroe can translate it a little bit later but i'll I'll go to one of those three doors, and I'll choose door number two. Okay. So this is, it's made up to be a bedroom, although there's no furniture in it, but you can see that there's been a new uh, armoire built or moved in. It's all brand new and uh, things of that nature. But no beds in here yet or anything like that. And as far as air intake vents, why don't know? Give me a luck roll. It's the... uh... Are the journals loose leaf or are they like in moleskin? Yeah, they were leather bound. And I imagine they were 
wrapped up in twine. At least that's yeah. how they were found. Uh, maybe to keep them together. Yeah. So you don't see one in here. Uh, you know, old houses like this usually have a furnace in the basement, but this room, in fact, there's like a, a radiator in this room, an electrical radiator. Okay. I'll, to compensate for the lack of heating. I'll close that door and try number three. All right. This is a mud room. So it's sort of a pre-entry from that side door where you had witnessed when you were outside the building. And we'll say this one does have one of those air take, air intake, or the, where the heating can circulate throughout the building on the floor there. Okay. So that's, I'll start working at trying to get that, uh, like the grate off if I can. Okay. Yeah, it's, you see you would need to remove some screws. You have a pocket knife that would do in a pinch. As, do you want a luck roll or do I have one? Yeah, if you don't normally carry one. I, mean, I suppose never... if it's not listed on your character sheet. Yeah. Then... Damn. All right. Well, you do Is have there... one in your car or you could Is... look around for something. Yeah, let me. I want to look around real quick. Let's try and limit how many times I'm going in and out. Right. What would you like for that? Well, you did remember seeing a map at the top of that little card you picked up that had details about the house. And uh, so it's basically where you want to look because there's, you know, I'll, there's a kitchen. Off yeah, of I'll the go to the room. kitchen and see if I can find something of use in there. Okay. So in there you do find a screwdriver in one of the cupboards, but let's, or cabinets, let's uh, bounce back over to Monroe. So <clears throat> seeing that something weird's going on, I'm going to like stagger my way over to the Corbett house to, okay. well, trying to keep an eye out for any other weird things that are happening. <clears throat> yeah. And all that movement just is a lot of pain, you know, yeah. there's really no way to, to protect yourself as you're moving up to there, but you persist forward. Yeah, I'll probably be hunched over, arm wrapped around, one arm wrapped around me. And, yeah. Yeah. So while you're in the kitchen, <clears throat> Jimmy, you hear that door open, the front door? Is that what mm -hmm. you're going to do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll just follow him in the way <laughs> that he went. <laughs> okay, yeah. So you are you see down that hall, you hear sort of a soft scrape coming from the, the kitchen beyond the living room. And labored breathing. <laughs> Off to your right. And uh, you see those cards on a little table and... As I said, there it has a little mini map of the floor plan, and all but all the lettering on it is in Latin. Yeah. I'm gonna do a Latin roll, sure. Real quick, Latin. There it is. Okay. Yep. Get one Ooh, nice. Where was that on my spot hidden? Spot hidden is one I really need to take up, but I never <laughs> succeed on it. Mm -hmm. Latin's more important for you. Yeah, but I've already capped my Latin for this this game. So yeah, you see that phrasing uh, that you remember from the the almanac that Wayne Nichols had picked up out of Dooley's house, where it says, The church was to be my body, but now it is gone, and I am blind forever in the dark. No sense, but the sense of time. God help me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And that's on the lettering that, right. that they just have yeah. out for people to take? Yes. <laughs> that's strange. <laughs> okay. Oh. So uh, what do you do, uh, Whitmire, when you hear the no, front door open? Ready that 38. But yeah, as I come in, I'll, I'll probably like whisper, Jimmy, Jimmy. Is it uh, distorted, though, because of his chest wound? Gurgling. <laughs> it's probably a bit labored. Like you can probably sense the strain in my, my voice. 
That's the same way that uh, Mr. Blackman sounded. <laughs> <laughs> but you, yeah, but uh, we'll put you at like half movement speed if it ever comes up for now. Okay. While you have the wound. All right. You are the spitting image of me. As if I, I do hear him calling <laughs> out, though, I will uh, go out and see what's going on. Yeah, so Mr. Monroe's there clutching his chest. Uh, you can see like a, well, nothing really. There's no bleeding, no visible bleeding. You know, maybe like yeah. a scuff of paint across the white part. Or you don't even wear, it matches perfectly your <laughs> colorful clothing. Uh so yeah, there's really nothing to indicate that he's injured except the way he's behaving. So, yeah, uh, what's going on? Why are you in here? I said we need to hurry and get out of here. Something strange is going on in this neighborhood. There's something strange. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would. I found a spot to hide this. I just had to uh, had to find a screwdriver. Okay, but we need to hurry. I'll keep an eye out the front window. You uh, you get get rid of those as quick as possible. All right, so I'll make my way back to that mud room and uh, start taking that that grate off. I'll loosen one screw till I can take it out, but the other one just enough to where that grate will uh, kind of slip out. Right. That way, I can just put it in there and use that one screw to hold it in place while I tighten it back up. All right, so you perform that operation and place the Corbett journals into the vent there. Meanwhile, Mr. Monroe, you catch a whiff of wood smoke. Hmm. Okay. So you're not, you can't quite, it's not quite wood smoke. There's something else to it. It's not, <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> uh, it's not pleasant to you exactly. We'll say you just fall on that spectrum since you're, you're not a smoker and you took offense eventually at them smoking in your storehouse. <laughs> yeah. Although that was more. <laughs> to preserve their thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. But. but it's it, it, who knows how why it strikes people a certain way, but we'll just say in this case, you don't find it a favorable smell. Okay. Do I notice it as any kind of pipe tobacco smell or anything that? Well, you do. You does it harken back to conversations in the past? Um. Well, if it's like that dream, it doesn't smell like dream. Stuff. Dream Castle actually smelled uh, pretty good. It was highly aromatic. It was. Or, it just had that underlying note, or any of the other stuff that. Like Johan has smoked. If it, like, I don't, I don't personally smoke a pipe. So yeah, actually, that's not a bad one. It's just uh, all of the times I've been around these guys is yeah. If you were say back in your apartments or something, you would realize maybe if like if Johan were around, he had just lit his bowl or something like that. Okay, so it would be <clears> that kind of smell. But I don't hear anything or see anybody. No, you just catch a whiff of it. All right, um, I'll. Lock the front door. It's here. <laughs> okay. Um, and kind of take a glance around the area. Um, you know, look out the the window real quick, and and uh, yeah, look look around the probably the parlor and down the hallway and stuff. See if I can hear or see anyone other than me and Jimmy. So first, you look out the window and you see that car have been traveling backwards going down the road again in the direction you first saw it travel but the uh, passengers in the car there were three of them you you just catch this glimpse they're moving down the road but their mouths are extended and screams that you can't hear as they pass flash by you and then they're gone okay and that wood smoke smell gets stronger and then when you look around the room you'll you kind of go this way 
and then you come back, there's something happening in the center of the room. There's some deeper blackness forming suspended in the air, Mr. Okay. Monroe. All right. Um, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll shout to Jimmy, we have to get out of here now. And I'll, I'll head out the front door. Okay, so yeah, you hear that Whitmire just as, as soon as you get that final uh, screw in place. All right. So I'll, uh, yeah, I'll head out towards the front door. All right. So you run down that hallway and uh, you see some sort of activity in your peripheral and uh, you just see a very familiar sight of this hole opening with that warping of the image around it. And uh, I'm not assuming you're going to stick around and investigate or anything like that. No, But I'm just saying that's what you see. Like you do a double take and then you're out the front door uh, towards the car. Okay. Yeah, I'll hop in as quick as I can and try to get the heck out of here. Okay. Well, it's no problem in a vehicle. And you guys speed down the road. So let's shift gears here and go to Dr. Andrews and Mr. Mueller. And you... Two were traveling to Finn McCracken's spot. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. To see what had gone wrong? Yeah, about the gunshots. <laughs> you okay, just... I'm fine. Monroe's <laughs> not. <laughs> so uh, you you get there and, and Finn is waving you like into an alley. And uh, you can hear sirens have picked up mm. and they're, they're not quite there yet, but... Since he sent his telegram, it's been a little while. So whatever has happened has happened. And now mm. you have the fallout of it. But yeah, he's waving you into an alley. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll try to keep pace with uh, Dr. Andrews. As soon as he says I'm as fast as Mr. Monroe right now. Okay. I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, probably. I think <laughs> you have half speed pretty much from a base character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you um, get out of your cab and follow him down he's on foot he leads you uh through these alleys to the back part of a building where there aren't any people around and dr andrews you see a a familiar face there in the help that finn mccracken had you see ray flanagan and he kind of nods to you he shrugs his shoulder and then he's like i ran out of money (laughs) he was the uh drunk machine gunner (laughs) the drunk machine gunner oh yeah Which might be absurd considering that those guys had a sizable take of all the gold too. Mm-hmm. And you're wondering how he spent all of that in mm. three months. <laughs> Not for an Irishman. That all went to booze. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, but uh, you can see a figure in their car, uh, in the back seat of their car. And uh, Finn's scribbling away furiously. And Ray's like, Doc, I think you're going to want to take a look at him. We got the, the lawyer. He's all banged up though. Oh, Okay. <clears throat> So what happened to him? So when you open the car door, you see that there is no flesh here on this part of his arm. Hmm. Mm. It's just bone. Like you can see both. I don't know the technical terms for him, but you would as a doctor, you know, those two bones running down your forearm there. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And you can see all the workings of the wrist and stuff. It's been completely stripped of the, the flesh and muscle. Okay. And uh, he's currently unconscious, but he could be dead. You okay. don't know. There's an awful lot of blood in the back seat. All right. The ulna and the radius. Yeah. Hmm. I'll do some uh, first aids to him then, make sure he's living. And Is he bleeding now? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. First. It's still be- bleeding quite a, 
a bit. So you, that does give you some hope. Yeah. Oh, his heart back. still pumping. Yeah. All right. So he's in the car. Yeah, they just threw him on the black, the back seat. Not the, all right. That is also black. So but. I'll get in there and I'll say, "Get us to the hospital right now! Come on, we gotta go." All right. So Finn gets around to the driver's seat. Um, Mr. Mueller. Hmm. <laughs> no, There's... I'll, uh, I'll go. Go. I I am fine here. I can find my way back to uh, Monroe's museum. I would just slow you down and get in the way. Okay. Yeah, you can see Finn is a little agitated uh, because this is another gross injury, so he took a minor sand hit. But Ray, on the other hand, seems wor- he's seen worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that happened to me once. There's a time I fell down <laughs> holding a bottle. <laughs> uh, but you were going to try a first aid yeah. while you're in the car? Yeah. yeah. Go ahead and give that roll for me. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, look at close. that. <laughs> nice. You're having a hard time. You're doing it one-handed. Yeah. yeah. But. It's a moving car. So Okay, so with that first aid, you stopped him from dying. Okay. For now. Yeah. He'll need immediate medical attention. Okay. And um, while you have him stabilized, or while you are wrapping up the wound with what you could, maybe doing a tourniquet, I imagine, would be the best thing. Yeah. You can still see that wound has in the unremoved flesh teeth marks mm. or it looks like it's been gnawed upon yeah so. something ate his arm off yeah Ugh. oh no <laughs> so um ray is in the car with us yeah so ray He's in what the happened? passenger seat what happened in there <laughs> well, we were just watching the place and then some guys oh, i can't do irish so some guys came uh came up in a car i don't know uh four four guys all one really big guy and it they was walked super up. Tasty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. They walked up uh, to the boat, and then all hell broke loose. And nobody came out except the lawyer. A few minutes later, and he was uh, walking along with his with his with his arm dangling like that. Did he say anything? Uh, he collapsed <laughs> when he got across. Did this to him when he got to the street. We haven't been able to talk to him. Okay. Oh, yeah, I bet he said something. He said, ouch. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they, I bet he fell into a pool of piranhas in there, Ray Flanagan. What do you think of that? That yeah, could be. Yeah. 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 Call it the Mystic River. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I'll just encourage Finn to hurry and get us to the hospital then. Okay. So he uh, puts his foot on the pedal and speeds through town to the nearest hospital. This is, he is a professional, so he does look at those sorts of things, and he knows where one is, and soon enough you guys are pulling up into uh, to the front of the hospital. Now, they don't really have, like, emergencies go here or anything like that. You just, there's just the front of the hospital, and uh, are you going to escort James Clark in? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll get him in there and say, help, we need help, stat, so, code, code. You can give me your medicine roll because you because you can hand off to the nurses and stuff there, and you can give them you know a doctor's breakdown of everything that's happened so they can immediately move into treatment. That's not a fumble. Mm. Close though. <laughs> push it. He's push it. Mm. Always push. <laughs> I'll just let it be. Yeah. Yeah. So the I'm under a lot of pressure. I had a yeah. vision that 
shocked me and then his you keep bumping your funny hand against yeah. his weird arm and i don't know how to <laughs> i don't know how to describe what's happened to his arm here all, all flesh removed take him and he's eating like a chicken wing yeah exactly well it's obvious because you know he was wearing a suit so this you know it's torn up like off the shoulder so this arm's exposed and then the flesh is gone so they they see he needs attention right away and they take him off <laughs> did the italian Twist the bones so the meat would come free. Uh, from the description, it kind of sounds yeah. like it. Uh, Let me assure you, I eat ram. <laughs> but Just they, like a mama. They take him off, and now it's you know up to the fine physicians here. <clears throat> okay. Um, after a while, though, Finn comes in once he's gotten parked somewhere. And he writes down that he left Ray out in the car. Any news yet? Is he going to live, Doc? I haven't heard yet. Still waiting. Well, what do we do now? I think we've done what for him what we can do for him. And whether he lives or not is out of our hands. When he wakes, obviously we'll want to ask him some questions and find out what happened in there. But we can't do any more good here. And uh, with an injury like that, it's probably not long until... Some questions start getting asked, and even if we wanted to answer those, we don't know how, so we probably ought to take off. Where do you want me to drop you? What time is it? About the same time, which events happened with them, so you're looking at 8.30, coming up on 9 in that half hour there? Yeah, I guess the only thing I can think of is to go back to the museum for when they get back. Okay. So that's where you and Finn McCracken head off to, but meanwhile, Mueller... You're left in that alleyway. You watch Finn uh, get behind the wheel, and they speed off to a hospital. And you're kind of peering around, and uh, most of the dock work is quiet. Usually, there's a great bunch of noise with all the boats coming up and down the river, and people unloading or loading. But right now, as evening approach or deepens, it's fairly quiet. Oh, these people. <laughs> Everything was fine. I wonder who's to blame for this. I'll look at my pocket watch. What do we got? Like eight something right now? Yeah. Yep. Oh, nights. So long. I'll uh, I'll start walking back away from this. Maybe see if I can find a cab. Yeah, so when you walk away from that, you hear the, the tires and brakes screeching as they pull up the police and in front of this wharf and a bunch of shouting and stuff, but you're just one old man making his way down the street and you hail a cab. Cabby asks you if he knows what's going on. He just saw a bunch of cops pass that way. Oh, when you get to my age, young man, you try to just let uh, the world go on by and hopefully it will notice you. That sounds pretty smart. So where are we going? Just a second here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, hmm. How far away am I from the theater? Um, 15 minutes. Uh, what was the name of it? The Wilbur Theater. Uh, take me, uh, uh, in the direction towards the Wilbur Theater, please. You got it. Danke schön. So he's quiet for the rest of the car ride. You pass over the Charles Bridge, uh, back into Boston. You see the Boston Commons on your, your right. And you know, somewhere in there, Lily Flores could be tormenting somebody or not and uh you go a bit further south of that and you're 
He drops you off on the block in which the Wilbur Theater is on and wishes you a good night. Auf Wiedersehen. Um, I'll try knocking on the, uh, the theater. Or is it still open? Yeah. Yeah, they're playing their... Um, they're still doing a Hamlet. So this right. is just not the matinee. This is their... Yeah, I'll walk up to the show. ticket booth and ask if... Uh, is your, your manager here? Uh, yes, may I ask? Or... Uh, please inform him that uh, Professor Mueller is here. I wish to talk to him. Okay. Uh, give me one second. No. So the way it, you have like doors on either side of where the, the ticket person is, and he's in that glass sort of booth, but he has a door behind him. He goes back inside. You wait a few minutes, um, idling your way, your time away with the sounds of night traffic. And this is a little bit busier part of town, so you got a lot of people out and about. Your uh, liberated women, mm. what do they call them, flapper girls, you see that type, because there's some clubs around here. But yeah. in short order, the ticket person returns and says, uh, he'll be waiting for you in the foyer, Mr. Mueller. Oh, don't go, Sean. I'll make my way in. And there you see Brent Lang. Mm. Ah. Mr. Mueller, good evening. I was wondering if you could do me a favor. Uh, oh, of course. I uh, require a room uh, with some privacy. Nothing too big. I think that could be arranged. Um, how long will you be needing this room? Mm, just a second. I must do math. <laughs> well, how about you could do the math and then we'll see where uh, Whitmire and Monroe are heading after they've sped away from the uh, the Corbett house. And you can see <clears throat> in that picture window as you guys depart, there's some sort of growing dim light in Corbett, the Corbett house living room. But then it's out of sight as Whitmire turns down a road more than happy to leave it behind us and every bump that he hits <laughs> yeah <laughs> causes you to yelp in pain is he are you very noisy about your pain or do you try to suffer in silence um it's that fake hero suffering in silence where <laughs> yeah I'm like i'm fine I'm, I'm okay type of suffering in silence um but i will mention that we need to get to Dr. Andrews because I believe I need medical attention. Uh, I can perform first aid. That That's quite all right. I'd rather have a seasoned hand. Just while I'm driving here. <laughs> Who do you think saved Dr. Andrews? <laughs> did you? No, I don't believe I did. I think I failed. Okay. Because, yeah, he was the one that fixed my legs when my legs got broken. So, so Whitmire, did you want to stop and take a look at him? And yeah, I mean, aid? I will. As uh, I feel that we're far enough away for the moment. I'll just wave him on and, and say, we need to get back. I, I'll be fine until we get there. Chest punch. Whitmire? <laughs> um, That's exactly what happened. You had two ribs happened. broken, now you have three. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I assume uh, that is, we would. This is beyond me. <laughs> I assume that we had planned on, doctor. on uh, meeting back at my, my museum. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, head back there. Okay. So you're, you're not going to do, oh, you failed it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, like pulled over real quick, like poked at him and he groaned and I was like, oh, this is too much. Oh, let's just get you to a doctor. <laughs> Something's broken. Yeah. Rip's not supposed to move like that. I know. I, Stop poking, man. When I rub uh, up All and right, down so really we'll fat. say Dr. An Andrews has been there for a while before you guys arrive. So, uh. Finn stayed with you in this case. So you guys have been back at the 
museum for a little bit, Brandon. Okay. You have a few minutes before they get here if there's something you wanted to do immediately, or you can, we can just skip to when Whitmire and Monroe arrive. Yeah, we can just skip. All right. Yeah. So that, the, the door bangs open. This is, the meeting area is in your house part of it, right? You know, yeah. Which I assume has a separate entry. Yeah. It's it probably like the staircase goes up like next to the, to the doorway. It, that, yeah. 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 And um, we'll say at this stage as it's, you know, beginning to hurt more and more that you're actually needing the support of Whitmire to get you through the doors. So that's yeah. the scene for you, Dr. Andrews, is, is Whitmire with Monroe's arm over his shoulder uh, suffering the pain in the way he does. So, yeah. you know, trying to keep his jaw clenched, but little whimpers escape every now and then. Gadzooks, what happened? Well, uh, there, was, there was a bit of an accident with a car, and I'm all, I'm all right, but I think I need you to take a look at my ribs. Yeah, is there like a sofa, a chair, a couch, a bed, anywhere? Yeah, I'd probably have, uh, yeah, like a sitting sitting room with... Uh, a reading chair and a couch. Okay. Whatnot. So yeah, I'll say to Whitmire, bring him over here to the couch. Take a look at him. I'll move him over there. All right. Another first aid roll, Dr. Andrews. So you can get one hit point back immediately. I'll be like, it looks like you got hit by a car. <laughs> I I did in a, a rather unusual way. So yeah, when you, you know, get his shirt off, or open to look at the wound. It's uh, he was sort of twisting around to look in this direction. So there's where the top part of the door did most of the crushing. There's like a two inch purplish black bruise there now, mm-hmm. and uh, just by the amount of pain he's in, you think one of those ribs at least is fractured. Yeah, yeah, I think one of these ribs at least is fractured. Uh, that makes sense. I'll give him some. I'll offer him some opium yeah because your doctor gave you a strict routine of cocaine in the morning to get going and then the alcohol was to take the edge off the cocaine the opiates was to go to sleep at night right so you have all three of those in your bag (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'll i'll wave off the opiates and say i just need a stiff drink okay good painkiller you think with a medicine roll me to do a medicine well, you need at least an hour to do that. Uh, so if you want to do it, it tie you up for for that long. But you could bind it up the same way they do it in the hospital. I got an extreme success. I don't even know how we treat a broken rib in modern. You, you just, that's it. Just bind it up just, and it heals how I it think, heals. Yeah, yeah, I think they just wrap it up. Just snap it a couple times until it gets back in place. Because it's about I probably the same principle as a girdle of just keeping your movement restricted a certain way. So bound very tight. And uh, yeah. I swear. I think they're going to start tracking me if I keep Googling things like this. Yeah, I think there's also like proper way to bind the ribs or you risk something, but uh, like fluid forming. I I don't know. It's been forever since I. So at the end of that that. hour, you get a D3 hit point back, but let's pop back over to Mueller. Have you finished your math, sir? (laughs) Well, Unfortunately, after I am done doing what I am in that room, I'll be in a rather fugue-like state, uh, perhaps a day, uh, away from prying ears. Okay. uh, Lest they hear my ranting and ravings. (laughs) And I will give you uh, 
My firearm, for safekeeping, would not want to draw any unwanted attention with that. Uh, Mr. Mueller, should I be concerned? You know, we have many guests here. I wouldn't want to disturb the operation out there. Well, perhaps you should put me in the deepest, darkest room you can find. Okay. I am not opposed to that. Uh, I mean to make use of the ley lines that runs through here. Okay. I see. And this is okay with our mutual friend? I hadn't gotten a message ahead of time. Well, I haven't uh, cleared it with them, but uh, I am carrying out their wishes. If they are angry with me, I'm sure that uh, perhaps I will write a note for you, clearing you of all wrongdoings. I see. No, I understand. It is easier to ask forgiveness than to ask for permission. Indeed. And sometimes it is even easier to not ask forgiveness at all. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Right this way, Mr. Mueller. And so he he leads you into the the bowels of the structure, the the sub-levels where Whitmire was creeping around and... um, Lock the door behind me or seal it up in some fashion. I'll hand him my forty-five. I'll uh, uh, uncock it. Okay. And hand it to him. All uh, right. Make it safe. Uh, uh, ensures that no one uh, opens the door, except perhaps your, our mutual friends, though I fear what they will do. <laughs> but sometimes the juice is worth the squeeze, as you Americans say. I see. All right. I'll do just that. Are you ready to go in now, sir? Yes, please. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it's just a small storage room there. You see some discarded props from a previous production, but there is a bit of open space and he closes the door behind you and you hear the lock click into place. Funny thing is, is I didn't read the rest of this spell, so I might (laughs) have to be outside. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't think so. I have. Yeah, I have it here. All right. So, um, I will pull out my unalloyed dagger, the Corbett one. I'm worried about that one because I don't know if it will work for me. Um, but I know my other dagger does. Okay. <clears throat> and I'll spend the next hour chanting and I'll use 12 MP. All right, one second here. Here's the fun part, though. If I succeed at this, I'll be insane. But uh, yeah, so we'll, we do have your casting time. So five minutes per point of MP and you're spending 12, which means you need an hour. An hour, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. I have it in my head. Okay. Um, Just give yourself an additional skill and just put summoning by it and uh, put the value at 130. Summoning. (laughs) Yeah. Not ready. Don't you dare. Okay. (laughs) Same thing I rolled. I guess it was meant to be. That's kind of weird that uh, the 62 is extreme and the 130 is extreme too, though. Well, it's all less than mm. one-fifth of it, right? So Okay. That's, that'll be a floating number depending on what the base skill is. All right. So, and that costs you a D4 sand loss. Yeah. I have a Johan. Hello, crazy old man. Two. All right. Which does immediately launch you into a temporary bout of madness. Okay. So, you begin this process, uh, this chanting and drawing a diamond shape towards where you think the sky is, uh, and a bead of blackness begins to take form in the room before you, but it grows slowly over the course of this hour-long chant before it's a portal big enough for a creature 
to come out of and what steps out you have seen once before or or heard it described once before at this table and that's a half uh ape half insectoid insectoid like creature that's about seven to eight feet tall with pincers at the end of its hands and uh which would be provoking of further sanity loss well actually we'll go ahead and do it so go ahead and give me a sand roll okay nice (laughs) uh so with these guys you're looking at there has to be some way that i'm still going to give an order right like i might not be in control of it but these cultists are all mad as uh (laughs) hatters so yeah right yeah so there's a d there's a d10 on that what is that that's a 16 no brings you down to 19 19 uh, and you also gain one point to your Cthulhu Mythos skill. What's that up to now? 14. 14, getting close. All right, so <laughs> when your mind breaks, what happens is a lot of thoughts are going through your head as this is coalescing and the creature appears. And you're thinking about how these three went on their own investigation together with Meriwether, but they went on their investigation with four. And that fourth never came back. And perhaps they always get together at Mr. Merriweather's behest. And you know, of course, Merriweather doesn't have anybody's interests at mind. You're probably just meant to be some patsy for when they need it or some sacrifice if they need it. I mean, do you really trust that, Mr. Monroe? But then what do you think of this consortium? You don't trust them either. And here you are in the belly of the beast. So basically, your insane effect is paranoia. So now that you have this before you awaiting your command, every entity you know <laughs> or person is the same threat level to mm. you. So that's your role playing for ha- what you're going to do so here. So basically I get to enact uh, Rohan's vindictive kill list. <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying like you, you don't, mm. you trust you. I mean, if, your original goal, you when you came in here, you set out with the mm-hmm. idea of, of the name on the card, right? But now, you know, the consortium is just as Man, uh, that's untrustworthy or against you as anybody. I mean, they're all on a long list. Merriweather, he's never around, isn't always so convenient. He sends people up to, to do these, see these horrible things while he goes and gallivants away somewhere. And we all pay the price. This group, they all went to Peru together. Who knew what happened down there? And they came back, but you heard that a member died. That was in the report. Perhaps they killed him, sacrificed him to this god that was in the reports. Of course, they spoke of it like a mythology, but they could be against you too. What was the name of that god? Surely it was probably Zagua. Oh, Zagua's against me too now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Am I just being played? Just some tired old man? To walk into the jaws of this elder being. To always have <laughs> his glory snatched from him at the last second. Yes, that's right, Whitmire. He made it into the dream. I didn't make it in the dream, Monroe. He a makes buffoon. it in the restricted collection. I didn't make it into They have connections. Herr Kimball, you make good points. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, that's right. This is Kimball that's saying all this next to you. <laughs> why would... Why? imbecile a staggering monkey of an idiot just oh he could go past the gates and monroe youth charisma intelligence i i'm far more intelligent than that man yes you're beginning to understand mr Mueller. what are we going to do about it 
and the the light of the lantern you were given is kind of caught just at one moment to where it's totally white and you can't see Kimball's eyes. We have to be careful. They have already aligned themselves against me. Of course. They know what I am going to do before I even do it. How, how else could they miraculously find themselves in my presence at all times? But that's before you knew what the truth was. Now that you know, surely they can't anticipate it. You're not the fool you were before you walked in this room. Now you've seen it all. I have. It takes a man of grand imagination to see the truth. And yes. my imagination has expanded. We must ambush them. Take them out one by one. Yes. Ah, the consortium, Mary Vaza, I, he has too much knowledge of the Eldritch. So we cannot confront them immediately. But who's first? Hmm. Monroe is first, of course. He, he challenges me at every step. He mocks me with youth and intelligence. <laughs> oh, yes, and there was that cab ride. What, a, what an insufferable man. He, he just had to one-up you on that conversation. Of course you know more about your oh. field of study, your expertise, than some... I'm sorry, Herr Kimball. I thought you were talking of the cabbie. Of course he was mocking me in front of uh, some stranger. No respect. Well, the cabbie was awful quiet. He was, because he's most likely one of the consortium. Eyes and ears. Watching, oh, listening. Was he working for Mary's father? Could be. Mary's father just calls in all these men. Dr. Andrews makes oh, blainted threats about this maniac Stanton. A hired gun. He's next. Who? I missed it. Sorry, you're too smart for me. <laughs> I forgive you, Herr Kimball. You've eclipsed me, master. Tell me who we go after. Dr. Andrews, but we don't kill him. We need to cut off his nose to spite his face. We need to rip off what he values most, his hands. Doctor, always lording it over me. I'm a professor. I've been t <laughs> Oh, that's enough of it, Mile. He mocks me more than all of them. I've already gone at length of all his flaws, and that's all the man is made up of. Criminal. Oh, yes, and spinning these falsifications about strange boxes that people can travel through. Wait, Where did he pull that from? <laughs> wait, no, Kimber, we know that one is true. Yes, but how did he know it? How did he know it? He's more than just a criminal. He's working with the consortium. Or is he perhaps a Meriwether Patsy, a sleeper agent of some sort? Surely not just the button man, if he knows about Meriwether knows, boxes. knows that I plan to betray them all along. Meriwether knew that I killed Dooley. That's why he's called for me. Oh, oh. I've, I've fallen into the game like some stupid rat into a trap baited with cheese. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Whitmire's next. I'll rip him in half. When? Oh, he's stood in line. We, we, we have it. Monroe, Dr. Andrews, Whitmire. Ripped in half, strewn about his room. <laughs> So it's about 10 p.m. Uh, and you've been having this conversation in the uh, the 
dark hunters just standing stock still <laughs> before you, <laughs> waiting is for it Kimble? its command. <laughs> no, Kimball's a separate. Okay, I, just, I thought it'd be kind of funny. If I, was... <laughs> Maybe, I guess we could go with that. Yeah, occasionally. It, yeah, mm. <laughs> it's probably used to this kind of behavior too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, all right, so we'll uh, we'll pause on those rantings <laughs> and uh, head back to the museum where the other three investigators are waiting and you finished your medicine roll there, Brandon. So you could, did you roll that D three out already? Justin, you get a further D three hit points back. Yay. I'm not quite as dead. (laughs) Yeah. So the, uh, that's as much hit points as you're going to gain back. You don't gain the one per day that you normally would until your major wound has been taken care of and, so at the end of the week, you're afforded the opportunity to do that. And depending on the level of care you take, depends on your odds of achieving that. So, okay. But right now, you guys are all seated there. Um, it's become rather late after a long day of on and off again, drinking a big meal and some stressful events. But I shoot the ball over to your court. So it's up to three. Well, I suppose as he was binding my wound, uh, would be asking him what happened down at the docks, how's, if uh, Mr. Clark was retrieved and where Johan is once we realize that he's not there. Yeah, Johan didn't come with us when we got there. um, Clark was in the car. He had apparently stumbled out after the gunfight ended and all the flesh has been stripped from his arm. So I uh, stabilized him and we got him to the hospital. Was it similar to what happened to your arm? No. I saw tooth marks in the flesh that remained up near his shoulder. Hmm. So something ate the flesh from his arm completely. Completely, huh? Completely. Like a dog or some... No, not no no creature, right? That was like... Well, I think it's... Uh, it might be kind of difficult to tell. You're just used to looking at wounds that are from bites or things like yeah. that so you know how to, de- to determine at least that much but as far as determining what its source was you you couldn't really tell yeah like even if the dental impressions or whatever were accurate in flesh i don't think they have that type of forensic right uh technology at this time yeah i just i don't know what creature would have done this and not in the process done damage to other parts of his body hmm. maybe a shark well, there's always also the possibility that some other creature was summoned or... That's true. Yes, it could have been something. Or assaulted him. Anyway, we got him to the hospital and we're waiting on word to hear if he'll survive or not. But Mueller decided not to come with us. Did he happen to say where he was going or... No. We had to move fast. I think he was concerned he wouldn't be able to get... That he would hold us up waiting for him to get into the car. Hmm. Well, I suppose there's nothing to do but wait for him to return. Mm-hmm. How did it go for you guys? Yeah, well, other than the obvious, uh, we did successfully manage to place the diaries back. But someone tried to stop you? Some, Yeah, something had happened, uh, uh, and I'll describe the well, time moving there, backwards. He can chime in with exactly what it looked like to him, which was... Well, that opening in which the Dark Hunter came out of when you guys were at the university. Oh. And I'll say that before that, it was almost as if time was moving backwards. Mm. The vehicle that that struck me 
was going backwards down the street, almost as if I was watching uh, a Flickr picture in reverse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even watched once it had like gone down the street, it parked as if it had just driven off from the spot, and the people got out of the vehicle and walked backwards into the into the house. It was a surreal moment. It was that that uh, triggered my worry that something strange was happening. That's extremely odd. Yes. But thank you for your medical service. Mm, of course. Well, um, I suppose we, since we've uh, managed to retrieve the lawyer and made our deal with the consortium, that uh, there's not much else to do tonight, is there? Not that I can think of. Unless we want to go looking for Mueller. Well, that could be a bit difficult if he is taking his own ways back here. Finn offers up he can just go cruise around. That would be most helpful. Maybe I'll spot him if he writes down for you. I don't believe I'm quite in a a good state to be traveling around this evening. So he departs without a word, even if he wanted to say a word. And (laughs) the three of you are left there. You do find that the situation, now that you've had your drink and you're as bandaged or yeah, as bandaged as well as you could be that you're actually quite tired now as the adrenaline has faded from you and left you in an exhausted state. Yeah. And, and I'll mention that, uh, I know that we have plans for me to experiment with the, uh, dream castle pipe tobacco, but I'm afraid I need as much just natural rest tonight as possible to help recover from my, my injuries. Yeah. Uh, perhaps tomorrow we can mm-hmm. we can attempt that. Yeah, it can wait. So you guys kind of call it a night? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, let's call it a night. So it will probably be important to know where you're all going. Yeah, I'll go back to my room. Your apartment? Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll read some more there. of the Book of Abramelin. Okay. You also have the Grand Grimoire now mm-hmm. that you picked up from Orion's. Um which is a much shorter skim read. You can actually read it. Well, considering how late it is, you wouldn't be able to finish it unless you stayed up. No? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you can read either of those. And what about you, Mr. Whitmire? As I'm going to uh, wanna go to sleep. As a little, uh, still a little weird about the that portal opening in the house. Right. It's a little, but you have a hotel, is, is that right? The second yeah. one? Yeah. Okay. All right. So you guys go your separate ways and we're about to wrap up here. So we'll check in on Mr. Mueller one more time. Uh, All your ranting and putting the truth together. uh, It's a grand web, but not so grand that you can't see what it is. And there the dark hunter still sways awaiting, as you know, to end the spell, a strong verbal direct command on what it should do. Yeah, so um, can I give multiples? Like a list? Don't That's know. something you don't All right. know. So I'll point at it and I'll... Hunter, find Monroe when he sleeps. Rip out his tongue so he cannot speak anymore. Find Dr. Andrews and rip off his arms. Find uh, Herr uh, Whitmire. Just tear him apart. <laughs> <laughs> Then go for Mr. Merriweather. 
if you can get past whatever defenses he has, rip him apart as well, then find Mr. Blackman of the consortium, kill him, and then the worst one of all, um, I forget her name, the woman I accosted when I attacked oh. the library. Oh, right. <laughs> the librarian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the secret head of these organizations. <laughs> Make a, the most extreme example of her. <laughs> okay. This I command. <laughs> All right. So there's one final part, the struggle of wills. So Uh-oh. you're going to need a power roll. It's a hard power roll. Mm-mm. Here I go. Bye-bye, guys. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> extreme. Yeah. An extreme success. Wow. Well, I think that that's the end of All right. our team. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it listens without discernible expression or reaction. But once you finish it up, it advances towards you. But you you felt this the connection like you felt or like you understand it's supposed to work. And uh there's really nothing you can do against such a great creature in your advanced age, but all it does is it touches your your shoulder and it drains more magic points from you. Okay. Let me... Oh, yeah, I'm at zero right now. Let's see how lucky you get. We will say it has the potential to put you into dying, which is equal your hit points. Mm-hmm. How many hit points do you have? Nine. <laughs> so roll a 1d9. Could get lucky. Roll one D nine. Oh, nice. <laughs> it was meant to kill us all. Yeah. So yeah, just the, fir- the but this comes in the way it comes from your hit points, right? Because you took yourself down to zero. So you uh, in this at this level, yeah, you just it, feel man. like a a great fatigue settle over you, like uh, completely unbearable, um, which draws you into sleep and you can't help it. But your mind is still alert enough, even in its insane state, to know that sleep is it's where bad. they get you. Yeah. So we'll have a further sanity loss as you descend into awesome. sleep. Awesome. Give it to me. Oh, it's <laughs> so, like I got to resist it? Yeah, or? sanity roll, please. Ah, uh, nice. Uh, we'll go D6. Oh, wait, that was hard. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that would have been 18. Yeah, it so. still wouldn't have. Uh... All right, D6. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Roll one D six. Uh, Which brings you down to 16? 17. Right. 17. Okay. So yeah, you drift into unconsciousness, perhaps even around the same time that each of your companions settle to sleep on their own. And the last thing we see is the dark hunter walk wordlessly into its portal and the portal close behind it. Awesome. Thanks for playing, <laughs> gentlemen. We'll find out what happens next time. Hell yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, finding out because I'm I'm gone for two months. <laughs> yeah. Extra. Extra. That's cool. This has been a Death Watch production. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.